some cancellations just have too high of a, a hill to climb as far as having an actual effect outside of poor social media um, coverage and then media coverage as well. That was Nate Hinton from our Insights team. I'm Nisha, I'm your host for Provocation with Purpose, where we discuss the impact of culture and trends and what it means for us. We're back with another discussion talking about cancelling cancel culture. Through mob mentality, cancel culture has been used to force behaviour change from individuals. But as more people are being cancelled, its effects are starting to wane and instead, people are looking towards reconciliation as an alternative. Firstly, break it down. Give me the basic rundown on what cancel culture is. So at its core, pure form, I would say cancel culture is sort of a way to remove support for public figures in response to objectionable behavior or opinions. One of the goals there um, is really to eliminate sort of the social cachet that that person may have as they've kind of going across a a cultural boundary that we have set up and established, or at least part of the population is established as one of their virtues. The first way it usually comes to fruition is some sort of uh, social media backlash, which is really where everything kind of comes from nowadays. And then as it intensifies or gains ground outside of the internet, potentially, um, it can come out as far as like store boycotts, brand boycotts, Concert boycotts if the artist did something to make you angry, um, and then firings too from like a show, even in a corporate setting. Yeah, I think when we talk about it being an online, like cancel culture online and how that can grow so quickly, but it can definitely happen offline as well. We're seeing that in other spaces and other areas. Yeah, I would say the nine times out of 10, it starts online, as most things do now, just because it's easier to now get 10,000 people's opinions together and voiced um, in one large group now than it has ever been in history. And you'll see sort of, I would say like out of that into offline culture where you'll see things like protests and marches and those boycotts start to happen. I think in modern times, the internet has changed the way that we cancel. And it's like, beyond just the moment of one person cancelling just like how far that can go but do you think that the internet has made opinions freer or less free because of this so i would say ultimately freer and everything is much more easily accessible but with that comes the effect of echo chambers and stuff and it's it's people oftentimes people have this great plenty right to reach into this cornucopia of opinion and diverse thought um, and I think people often sort of not pigeonhole but they find find their tribe if you will and for better or for worse will kind of isolate themselves within the internet landscape to those sort of tribes who share the same virtues and ideas and passions and stuff like that. Do you think sometimes it's gone too far? I think it can. And at this point, I would say it has. It's definitely sort of a duality because they can bring about good societal change. And when the goal is altruistic and virtual to provide reform for both like the individual and then broader societal behavior, it's great. But when the goal isn't necessarily altruistic in its nature, has the opportunity to kind of cut off any opportunity for growth and can kind of, if a show's canceled, it's off the air, right? Same thing for a person. So it doesn't really necessarily provide growth as an avenue all the time. So when 
when growth is an option, I would say yes, it's probably gone too far in many cases. Cancelling is about demanding more accountability. It's not always shutting down opinions. Do you think this is effective? Um, I think it can be, right? On a, on a case-by-case basis, you'll see some cancellations tend to be very short. And often those are the cancellations that I think may have sort of been rushed with sort of maybe an a group being the, the immediate judge, jury, and executioner um, on an individual's behavior. Um, and you'll see sort of a pendulum swing back to where that person ends up fine. And they'll even have more success coming out of it. It It isn't a, a one-to-one strike ratio on when that's successful. Also, I guess on the individual level, it can be effective. And societally, if you do hold that person up as sort of a, I guess, like a beacon of poor behavior, if you were to discourage that behavior on a societal level, then yes, I would say it can be effective. Is there an example you can think of where cancelling has really worked in the way that it's truly meant to? Yeah, I think one of the most solid examples is really Harvey Weinstein, which was really one of the biggest sort of stones to fall uh, at the start of the Me Too movement, right? And why I would consider that most successful is obviously it's brought along legal action, but more importantly, is it gave sort of those who had been made to feel small or victims sort of uh, a platform and a voice uh, to really be heard and have sort of a massive support behind them and not feel like they're fighting like a whole industry or a whole powerful person in Harvey Weinstein's case. What I really liked about that as well, it actually moved on to a positive movement as well there was like output and it was a it genuinely a change and it grew into something bigger than just canceling somebody yeah it's it's stepped out of being purely sort of social media outcry and kind of got legs in the real world and brought around actual structural change to hollywood itself which is obviously something that gets reflected across other industries yeah, and that's a that's a really good example of when there have been like real consequences, especially when we're talking about power, powerful people. But sometimes cancel culture can have the opposite effect. Um, there's the example of R. Kelly documentary. It had an insane amount of views and traction on the topic, and it was one of the most discussed topics at the time. So it almost like amplified a voice that people were trying to cancel. So as an example of where it it is not gone wrong because it still raised a really important topic to the forefront of a conversation. But when you're trying to cancel someone and someone's got like huge popularity as well, what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the old adage that any press is good press is sort of at play here. Um, Not with R. Kelly specifically, because I will push back on that a bit just because, you know, He's currently behind bars, um, which is great because it's right, another action-based right, right. thing. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, it's definitely a danger, right? And it can, if it is sort of a polarizing topic, if it's like a political thing that someone got canceled for, like a political opinion or sort of just something that really is a matter of opinion between two different groups, Um, I can see how one side trying to cancel someone from the other, a spokesperson for the other, could really bolster that support for that person inadvertently. What are some examples where we've seen some brands come in the crossfire of cancel culture? 
So the first example I'm thinking of is the CEO of um, Equinox and SoulCycle actually out of his own pocket supported um, Trump for a fundraiser and his brand itself was actually held accountable being Equinox and SoulCycle for his own individual actions. They essentially, and they're both still around, um, so they didn't really get fully canceled as as you would, um, but they came under fire on social media um, and a lot a lot of media negative media coverage after that. Where it gets a little hairier um, as far as action being taken against brands and it going from actual conversation, like bringing up canceling to actually halting your behavior is when it's stuff that's sort of indispensable in life and you can't necessarily avoid it because it might just be too convenient for you to fully boycott. Like Amazon? Like Amazon, something like Amazon, exactly. Something that's so accessed by so many people and that is the, the, the value proposition for the customer is so high that I don't think they necessarily are affected by all the negative talk and chat and press as much as... Especially during quarantine while we've all been at home and online. Everyone's doing online shopping. Everyone is shopping on Amazon. That in itself has become like a trend and a meme recently as well. Yeah, so so, so, (laughs) some cancellations just have too high of a, a hill to climb as far as having an actual effect outside of poor social media um, coverage and then media coverage as well. So we're talking about some of the implications for brands like we touched on how Equinox lost um, some of their memberships. Like, What are some other implications that brands should think about when it comes to cancel culture and, and what, how, how, is there redemption after this? What do they need to look out for? What are some of the key things that we take away from this? So I think one of the, the the biggest takeaways there is just it really drives home the importance of two things. I think authenticity, um, and that's something that's obviously been flouted as being the most important thing for forever. I think this really drives that home. Um, and I, not necessarily in just all the messaging you're putting out, but being authentic with mistakes you might have made, which brings kind of to my second point, um, which is given that that a lot of these cancellations, they're, they're both for actions that happen presently and stuff that happens in the past. So if your company, um, maybe it's worth an audit to go into your past and look what, what might have been sort of an issue or not as much of an issue then, but is clearly an issue now and sort of address that and be ready to sort of own that and make changes. The speed in which counselling spreads and the mass of its audience remains a powerful tool for others to use when they see wrong, but it can be a blunt force unable to distinguish the areas of grey in which people lie. And if everybody is being cancelled, then effectively nobody is. In a climate where we ascribe to so many different schools of thoughts, it's hard to agree on who and the severity of the cancellation. And then the impact of cancel culture for brands really depends on whether it stands matches its values. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for more from Team Mindshare. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mindshare underscore USA.